BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Flyers Talk podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. I'm Jordan Hall, and we are your home for everything and anything Flyers related. Everything and anything, especially today. All the trades. Today, February yep, 24th, yes. is also known as the NHL trade deadline, expired at 3 p.m. We were so eager to see everything that was going to happen around the league. I think we both kind of expected there wouldn't be some major moves from the Flyers, and it's good news that there wasn't. There wasn't any moves given away. I feel like my Minnesota accent really comes out, by the way, when I say moves. That's, I just caught it. Talking moves. Moves. But, um, yeah, some uh, big moves, at least around the league, especially in the Metro Division. We'll get into that. But starting with the fact that the Flyers acquired two centermen, um, two veteran centermen. I mean, they've both been in the league for quite some time. And I say centermen, but we sort of can expect them to maybe move around in this lineup. Uh, the main focus was just to add depth. And we were both at practice today. We heard from head coach Lane Vigneault some of these players, which is very bizarre, by the way, that the players get off the ice, Jordan, and they have no idea what's no going idea. on. Connor Bonneman, it's like, practice. hey, buddy, like this guy was acquired. Like, they have no clue, and that was my first, you know, covering this team, just my first experience of that. You've been around it. It's pretty bizarre. It is. It was kind of weird. We kind of got uh, Connor Bunneman, like, as he was getting ready to go through the door to, like, the behind the scenes of the locker room, um, and we chatted with him briefly, and I think it, I think reality sunk in for him. I think he knew, like, and he, he like, got And, like, we're telling him. We're the telling him, by the way, like, him. hey, they got two centers, essentially. Yeah. Um, bottom six guys, and I think he knew, like, yeah, I'm going back to Lehigh Valley, and I probably won't be back here this season. Um, but he took it in stride, 20, 21-year-old rookie, mature guy, yeah. um, played well, and um, I think he said he's gotten good feedback from the organization since he's been up here. And um, I think this was just a matter of the Flyers just wanting some more experience, some guys that have been around a little bit longer. Um, I think uh, Chuck Fletcher felt like he owed this to the team, to the organization, to the fans to do something uh, to get some guys that can possibly help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also mentioned how this is hockey, like injuries happen and to go the rest of the way, these final 20 games with just 12 healthy forwards and a lot of them younger guys that haven't played uh, in a playoff race like this would have been almost ris- risky, almost um, not arrogant, but it would have been silly just to stand pat as everyone else is making moves. So yeah, yeah the Flyers, I think did some good things. They didn't mortgage their future. They didn't block their future. Um, they got two expiring contracts, but guys that can help now too. Yeah. Um, Katie, how does that though compare to around the Metro? Uh, I think some Flyers fans were a little nervous because the Metro was out making yeah. big deals and the Flyers kind of made some quieter moves. Um, what did you think of how it compares to the rest of the Metropolitan? Yeah, division? well, just to piggyback off what you were saying, the biggest comment from Fletcher that I saw, you know, quoted was that he didn't want to overhaul the team, and that's very important uh, from what you see. Let's we'll get into the two uh, guys and just sort of break them down soon here. But you know, just overall from what they did, 
this this uh, GM, who's a great GM, as well as head coach Lane Vino, they know the chemistry on this team. And I almost wanted to ask head coach Lane Vino about that. Like, how much do you factor in guys' personalities as well when you're taking them in and thinking about trades? Um, but that overall message, just we didn't want to overhaul the team. They know what they have right now is great. They're a top team in the division. They have a great chance at a playoff run here. And um, they, they just wanted to add and not take away. So great thing. And we'll get more into that. But, yes, a lot of stuff going around the Metro division. You see me flip open. Well, for people listening, I have this whole list of like, okay, I have to break this all down. Really? So – some big trades, obviously, uh, for hockey fans out there that were refreshing that Twitter feed like I was all day during this trade deadline. Got to be fun. My phone is already dead, and it's right. whatever, 2 o'clock, 4 yeah, o'clock? If you don't, don't, if you don't have a charger, yeah, you're going to yeah. die quickly. You got to be ready on the yeah. trade deadline. For me, a comment. I personally love the trade deadline. I think this is it's just so exciting. It's like such an exciting day, but at the same time, I know that these guys have families and I know it's, it's stressful for families too. So I feel for that part of it. And it's just the business. Unfortunately, it's the business. They know it better than I do. They're playing in this business, but they're getting paid. So that's always great. Absolutely. But for me, I find it very exciting. Um, but even going to practice today, it's like you're driving, listening to NHL network. I got everything going. I'm like, okay, I can't miss a beat. <laughs> and then we see these trades come in for the flyers. But now that the deadline is over with, um, I think the most recent one, which was the Brady Shea to the Carolina hurricanes, yeah. um, which is nuts. Cause the Rangers are here on Friday for the flyers and it's just different to not sort of, I was sort of expecting Henrik Lundqvist to be traded away for some weird feeling I had, but I think it's going to be something from what I was reading with the Rangers camp that it's maybe something to assess during the summer. So we'll yeah. see that. But again, Brady Shea no longer with the Rangers, but still in the division uh, with Carolina. That was a big one. Vincent Trocek was a big one. Um, but overall, and I have my list here too. You can pick through it. Like JG Peugeot, we talked about a lot. You know, could we see him with the Flyers? Sort of reports out, and he's with the New York Islanders for those who do not know now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, what I was seeing on Twitter, just a lot of talk about the Flyers had interest. And we were talking about how that interest, he would fit it, fit in with this Flyers team. But the Flyers aren't willing to give up money. They're not willing to give up players. They didn't really have a lot of money to begin with. But sure. you know what I mean? So the Islanders were able to stack up in that way. It worked for them. J.G. Peugeot is a big one. But I would have to say Patrick Marlowe to the yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. And the reason why for that, like overall the trades, that is my final answer. I'll let you get into it. Patrick Marlowe to the Pittsburgh Penguins is big to me because this is a player that you can tell, obviously, that the Penguins, they they want a cup run again. I mean, this is a great, talented team, and they're just adding even more to it. And for Marlowe, like the reason why it's so big is because this was a guy that loved San Jose. He went back to San Jose. He was happy to be there. His family was happy to be there. But he wants to win so bad that he's going to go all the way back over to um, Pittsburgh. I say back, but no, all the way over to, yeah, Pittsburgh to, yeah. to really help out this team. It just shows you how much of a competitor he is. And, yeah, it'll be cool to see him out here in the division. And who better to join than Sidney Crosby and Evgeny right? Malkin? If you're, and now, they if have you're Zucker, really, too. I mean, this Zucker. team just really – So if you really want to cup, that's a pretty good spot to land. Yeah. Um, What's your take? I also have others here um, – a lot of stuff going on in the Eastern Conference for sure today, but I didn't really see a lot happen in the West, and a, a few of them coming in later, you know, with Vegas and, and the Anaheim Ducks taking Christian Juice from the Caps. So, yeah. what do you Yeah, think? no, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot was the one that really stuck out to me. It was obviously early in the morning, so it kind of got things started. Um, I think the Islanders really gave up a lot for that. Yeah. Uh, and then they committed long-term to him. 
Um, and that was a guy on, a, you know, a rebuilding team. So you wonder if his numbers... And just with one more thing. Uh, no, yeah, please. with the Islanders, a team that couldn't score. So now they add J.G. Peugeot. Yeah. What do you think now? Is this going to be even a more lethal team? Because they were a defensive team under Barry Trotz, but now they have that extra scoring. Yeah, and a lot of people have said he's kind of a 200-foot guy that likes to focus on defensive responsibilities too, and he was starting to score because he was in a bigger role with yeah, Ottawa, yeah. who obviously is not very good. Um, that was a gave, nice, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> Come on, they're listening. Struggling, struggling. A yeah, team that's struggling. Gosh, you don't have to be so mean. <laughs> I think we can all admit okay, that. Okay, I don't think yeah. anyone cares about the Senators. Anyway, go on. Yes, and... um. And, yeah, I thought they gave up a lot. And I think the Flyers were definitely in on um, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, but I don't think they were willing to give up a first-round pick. Um, what would and, you have done? Now, what if they were right. just like, yeah, we just gave up two guys? and got Like, great. Peugeot would be great. But, like, at the same time, if you take away anything from this team, then the Islanders, what have you? Yeah, and then the Islanders were also clearly focused on re-signing him. Like, they had that – I don't know if the Flyers really want to commit a big deal to Peugeot. And change what they already have and going. And change what they have going. Yeah. And obviously – if you look down the middle, what the Flyers have, they have Sean Gattorier, they have who's going to be here for a long, long time, Kevin Hayes in year one of a seven-year deal. Then you have Morgan Frost, who you think a lot of. And then you, Nolan Patrick's still here too, and you're yeah. hoping that eventually he can play, whether it be this season or next season. So if you bring in Jean-Gabriel Peugeot and you commit long-term to him, uh, then you're thinking seriously that you might block a kid in the future. Um, and I don't think they wanted to do that. And then if you get him for a rental just for the second half, because obviously he was an unrestricted free agent, he yep. could have been, then that, that's a really expensive uh, rental. And Chuck Fletcher said it today. He actually thought it was one of the weakest rental markets he's seen uh, in recent memory. So I think that says a lot about what they thought was out on the rental market, what mm -hmm. they were willing to give up. And I think they were hell-bent on not mortgaging the future, not losing prospects, not losing high-end, you know, high-round picks. Uh, for you know rentals that maybe they didn't think were actually all that good. I think some teams sometimes just make a trade because that's the market that that's given and that's the best player in the market. But yeah. I think the Flyers went even deeper into it and they didn't think these players were all that great on the market. And I think they again exactly what you said. I think they like what they have. They didn't want to overhaul the team and totally blow up roles, but they did add to the team and they did show confidence in the team. Um, and the worst that they did was. Send Connor Bunneman down and tell him to go get better. And you still have him. Like he doesn't go anywhere. He's, He's there. If you anywhere. need any emergencies, if you know the guys you bring in don't work the way you hoped, and right. we will get into that soon. Here, I just remembered one that I never even brought up: Ilya Kovalchuk to the Caps. Yeah, I mean that was another big one. I mean, got Marlowe. There was some big, definitely wows today. It was yeah. wow. I mean. I can't and, imagine how the Canadians fans are feeling right now. <laughs> but seriously, Kovalchuk, good for him to just have such a breakout year with Montreal. Well, not year, but come you know, back. yeah, come back with Montreal, and now he's getting he's paid. Caps and a pretty good team, and has a good chance now to win a cup. Right, and the Caps um, too. Yeah, yeah, trying to add. And the Caps have been struggling lately, by the way. I feel like even though they, they were able to take care of the Penguins, but yeah. still, Caps are a team looking for that. Sure. Um, I can't even say looking because they're still high in the division, but right. um. So yeah, no, I overall. Thought the division got better, no doubt about it. But if you're the Flyers, like you should really like where you are. And the biggest thing is, like we said, it's really going to come down to jostling for spots. Yeah. If anything, the, you just need to make sure the Black, Blue Jackets don't catch you. And the Blue Jackets are in a really ton of trouble in terms of health. Um, and, yeah, now you get the chance to see how you compete against the Islanders who got better, the Hurricanes who got better. Obviously, the Penguins and Capitals did some good things. But – 
I think the Flyers would have been really, really happy if they were able to catch out of those two teams. Right now, you're just trying to get third place, and if not, you get a really good wild card spot. You just got to control your own destiny, and I, I think the Flyers got better. They didn't hurt their future or sacrifice or subtract at all. Um, I think those are some a lot of positives to look at for the Flyers. I feel like this is an obvious thing, but like, had the Flyers not been where they are right now with 77 points, yeah, right? 77 right now, third Indeed. in the Metro. Um, yeah, I don't believe it's changed and since point, their last game. And a point game. ahead of the Islanders. And- right. Where they are now has been so impressive, obviously. Um, and do you think, had they been anywhere else, maybe in the Florida Panthers position right now, that we would see some big trades today? Like, would we assume this the same day would happen? Like, Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vigneault trusting in this team, knowing what they're capable of, but they're just not showing it on the score sheet or, or on the record sheet. Record sheet, what is that? No. But in the records and the standings. Yeah. You know, would it be different? Would we see some top? I don't know if that's kind of an obvious question, but I feel like we would be seeing a different thing had they not been where they're at right now. Yeah, I'll say this. I think if they were in like the Panthers' shoes, I actually think they would have done nothing. I think they would have really? been like, well, yeah, you know what? We're a fringe, fringe playoff team maybe. Um, let's not lose picks. Let's just go forward with what we got and, you know, hope we get in and make it run. I think if they were you know, like a top two or three team in the league and they looked like a slam dunk, like Stanley Cup contender right. and maybe just one player away from really doing something special, then I think they would have done something loud where they have they would have given up a player or a high round draft pick to get like a J.G. Peugeot. Um, but they're not there. They are they look like they can go on a nice run, so why not supplement it and help it? But also why mortgage your future for a team that's not, you know, atop the league where you can really try to make a splash and be right there when it's all said and done. I think they believe in their chances to make a run, but you know, they're like a top eight team. Um, that they thought they could get a little bit of help. They give themselves a nice shot at it. At the same time, they're going to set up really well for the future. So is next season. And then in the summer, they can be a little louder uh, in terms of what they do to, to push this team to another level. So I like that. Yeah. They, they would trust in the process. I, I agree with you at the same time. We would never know because the Flyers are in a great position. Yeah. But I just, I sort of feel like we would have seen a different trade deadline. I don't know. I, I think they would have been taking at least a little bit more of a risk. Um, maybe not so much for a JG Peugeot, like money wise, you know, with cap wise with players and how much they would give up and how it would work because you never know the different circumstances. But I do think we would have seen a different trade deadline. I but agree. In a good way, the Flyers. Uh, didn't want to overhaul this team. Let's get back to that just with uh, you came fresh off the Fletcher uh, press conference about his comments following this trade deadline today. And uh, again, we're going to get into these guys. We're, we're going to spend a lot of time on them. But before that, just biggest comments from Fletcher that maybe were super uplifting for you to hear in person. I, I saw the transcript, but following a little bit um, wasn't there. You give me the full sure. maybe perception of the room and how he was addressing his comments on the deadline. Yeah, a few things that stood out to me, I thought when he said it was one of the weakest rental markets that he's seen in recent yeah. memory, that stood out. That told me that they weren't overly impressed with the rental guys um, that you would obviously have to sacrifice quite a bit for, and then you only get them for 20 games, and then you don't know during the summer. So it sounded like he wanted to do more come summer uh, in terms of being um, a little more aggressive in adding and changing the way the Flyers look. I'll say this though, I think he, he like exactly what he said was that he didn't want to overhaul the team, but he wanted to show confidence in it. And I think he he knew that he owed it to the organization, he owed it to the players here that they were going to add a few quality guys, guys that could fit into their locker room, 
slide into their lineup, but not overhaul things. Yeah. And I think the Flyers successfully did that. Um, and a funny thing, Katie, that you and I were laughing about was the comments on Shane Gossespierre. Huh. Uh, of course, Shane Gossespierre's name came up about, you know, we constantly hear him in trade rumors. Um, you know, what was the interest or what what was the um, the value on Shane going into the deadline? And the first thing Chuck, Chuck Fletcher said was that I'm not too in tuned on social media, but, you know, I find it funny that I'm constantly trading him on Twitter, <laughs> um, which I thought was great. With and that being said, did you see, I don't even want to give these people credit because some people just have way too much time to make fake Twitter accounts the fake for the accounts. Flyers. But did you see that? Like Roman Yossi and uh, I forgot what it was. By the way, Roman Yossi was getting paid yeah. in Nashville. So I was like, okay. But, and then they misspelled Shane's first name. I know, and you're just like, all right, this isn't for real. So but like, you see that right away. You're like, it definitely was like, I, we were just at practice with Shane. What the heck? Exactly. Like, this did not just happen. Someone uh, texted me that tweet, and you know, for a brief second, it definitely catches yeah. your eye, Katie. You're like, what? what? You hate to admit it, but it does. And then you, and like, then you come back, people? and then you come back down, and you see like Shane's name is spelled, or like a funny character next to the Twitter handle. Yeah. I think this Twitter handle had like two S's and flyers. Oh my gosh. And it was like, all right, this. They is had bogus. like a J as a verified check mark or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Anyway, so that was pretty. It is going back, like. Me too. I mean, I was right there, like, what? We were in the right. office, like, ah. And I did hear, by the way, on the radio that they relayed it. I don't know that. what radio. Same with me, and I'm not going to judge. But, oh, right, but I but would completely. I think you're right. I heard that someone relayed it through to, like, the, the And it's hard for that. I mean, you definitely read it, and you're thinking, wow, this ha this actually happened. But Right, and if you're so. Making you're us, so... our uh, journalist jobs a little bit more difficult out there, are we, people? Like, and, we really have to double-check things. Yeah, and, and if you're, like, Nothing one, new, but. If you're one to be so fast on top of it, yeah, maybe, you, like, your initial reaction is like, yo, let's get this out fast. Like, right, let's make sure we get it to right? our viewer or listener or our reader. It's like. And this isn't the first time we saw the Devils have that fake account oh, yeah, too, they had a fake and one. the Hurricanes, I believe, too. And yeah. Anyway, that was enjoyable. I, I hope you're having fun, whoever you are. But yeah, it, yeah, it definitely tripped up a couple people. Anyway, Shane is not going anywhere. It's no. just funny you say that. Yeah, Fletcher's like, oh, I didn't know I was trading him so much. So He's probably great. not referring to the fake account, but no, but it definitely was referring to. And all we were the talking trades. about ghosts too. We didn't know right what we would see out of him. Right, and that thought it was not you know not that we were speculating, but it's fair to look at these guys and see who the Flyers Who's have. Yeah, who may right. be who may who may be moved and, um. Chuck Fletcher said he didn't deny that they were probably receiving interest in Shane, but he didn't go out of his way to say, yeah, we're shopping Shane Gossespierre. Right. And then he just spoke very highly of him. He's like, we think a lot of Shane. We think there's a lot of potential there. We like his contract. We like him as a player. So um, I thought that was pretty telling. And then another thing that was pretty telling to me was the Joel Farabee move. I I really like Joel Farabee. I don't know if I totally agree with the move, and I, I'm interested to get your take, Katie. Um, I really like him, and I think he can play up and down your lineup. And then I think he gives you a nice offensive threat uh, wherever he plays, he's a real skilled player um, that I thought you could trust during the stretch run. This, so to see him sent down, I was a little disappointed in that. But Chuck Fletcher said he really wants him to go down, play in a you know in a big role, top top line power play, yep. and maybe get his you know maybe get him Confidence. scoring and get him confident again. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back and he can really help. But um, I really would like I really would have liked him to see him stay here. What did you think about that roster move? Yeah, I think all of this makes more sense too if we really get into who is on our t on the uh, Flyers team now. But with that, you know, with the moves, uh, the two guys today that were acquired, I think it makes sense. You have a guy that's younger. Uh, the two guys that were added are older veterans. If it doesn't work, Jordan, he's called back up, or he he yeah. could be up. He's he's not going anywhere. No. Um, but at the same time, we don't know if we're gonna see him back soon. Um, we'll see. He has been a player that. 
is in a rookie season, and I've never played in the NHL, but I understand with rookie years, you have ups, you have downs. Um, like any job, leave it at that. Sure. Uh, a lot of things expected out of him, and I think he set that bar high. Like that expectation, we see his talent right away, and even in training camp, and he's called up early in the season. He really stayed up for the season. He's yep. been here, and he's had highs, he's had lows. When he's at his highest, it's like this is a player that needs to be here. He's creating plays. His play away from the puck is amazing. Um, but And even his scoring abilities and abilities to set up his, his line mates in um, any of that. He's a talented player. But I think at the same time, you need consistency. And, and we've seen how much they shuffle things around. We've seen how much Elaine Vino is moving lines around. That's what you do. You see what works. And sometimes it, it's overrated and you have to try a new line and, and add some new jump. And right now they're, they're depending on that depth so much. We know that. I mean, this depth has been such a constant occurrence for the Flyers lately, just even with the, the defensemen pitching in um, offensively and adding um, that extra depth. It's too important, and they wanted depth in this uh, trade deadline. They got it, and I think they need to like put those those two to test right now to see if it's going to help out. Sure. You have Joel Farabee still. He's on a different squad. Um, I don't think anything's wrong with getting this guy some confidence, getting him moving around. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see him sitting up here and you know in and out, right. in and out. I think he needs to be playing, and I do not think this is the end of Joel Farabee this season. I think we'll see him again. I think so too, and I think a reason not to overreact to it if you're a huge Joel Farabee fan is that, say they play Nate Thompson on your fourth line, fourth line center. He'll play limited minutes. Um, they'll see what they have in him. Say the Flyers hit a bit of a funk offensively, and they maybe need to see a spark. Then what you can do is you can you can call up Joel Farabee without having to make a roster move because you have roster space. Yep. You can call up Joel Farabee, and then you can shift things. You can shift Scott Lawton to your fourth-line center. You can play Derek Grant as a third-line center or vice versa, switch. You can do Scott Lawton third-line center, Derek Grant fourth-line center. And then you can play Farabee as like a third-line wing. And then you can sit Nate Thompson. Nate Thompson's 35 years old. He knows his role. He's going to have no problem being – a healthy scratch and just being a guy ready to be called upon like that's what the Flyers it's hard want. for me to believe that I don't yeah. think he's gonna have like an easy time sitting out I'm not trying I'm just saying I don't think he's but I know what you mean no but he's the that- Flyers are, no you know but <clears throat> the Flyers are gonna have no problem sitting a 35 year old with an expiring contract it's a great problem to have right um and with that being said and so- if he complains and be like well sorry uh Nate you can go walk in the offseason <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> so yeah yeah okay well with so that, that my being point said being too- is that Joel Farabee could very much come back at the Flyers right. see that they need some a spark from a kid who's playing well at age in the AHL, Lehigh Valley, and then you can sit Nate Thompson. So, yeah, there's more yeah. flexibility 100% with the roster. You said it right there. So, Nate Thompson, Derek Grant, two names that people listening to our Flyers podcast and Flyers coverage all season long haven't heard in the orange and yeah. black yet. So, those are the two new acquisitions as of the trade deadline, which expired again today uh, on February 24th at 3 p.m. So, let's get to talking for – I mean – you did mention a little bit too about Thompson and I want to get into where these two guys are really going to fit in the lineup. Start with Derek Grant though. You have a six foot three, 215 pounder, 29 years old out of British Columbia, but he is uh, again, a centerman, both of these guys centermen with a left shot. Um, and I believe the the reason why they were both um, added specifically for Derek Grant is they, they give the Flyers more flexibility. They can be that player that helps them move around. That just really fits in because you talk about the trade market. Chuck was saying that – Chuck Fletcher was saying that it wasn't the best rental – what would you say? Inventory. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So these two players are the ones that fit with the Flyers. Yes, you're not going to – you always have to be thinking about that. I'm not a GM, but if I was, yeah. you got to be thinking about um, – yeah, just where, where – Obviously, things work best for you. Yes. 
Sidney Crosby wants to come. Okay, wait, that wouldn't yeah. <laughs> work with the Flyers. But you know what I mean? Like, you get the best, like, one of the best players wants to come here. Cr- great. But if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. You're not just going to make a trade for the heck of it. So right. these two were specifically added for their flexibility. Um, but with Derek Grant, a seven-year uh, – he's in his seventh NHL career. Biggest thing for me, though, uh, you have a sentiment. Both of these guys aren't super fancy. They're not going to be flashy no. scorers, Jordan. And I sort of took that from Twitter. I saw fans' reactions. It, it weren't, wasn't super thrilled. But I think at the same time – they need to be happy with – I can't say what you fans want to be, but I, I feel that the way that they wanted to improve their team from this trade deadline, they did it the right way. They added two guys that they didn't have to really give away much for. Derek Grant, one of those that has 14 goals already this season, his best career scoring season, and maybe that production could continue away from uh, Anaheim and in Philadelphia Yeah, for Derek abs- Grant. Absolutely, and if you think about it, Katie, they lost a fourth-round pick. They had two fourth-round picks – this summer so they already had a fourth round pick thanks to the Wayne Simmons trade last trade deadline so they lose a pick uh in the fourth round but they already had one which is great Wayne Simmons by the way another huge trade I know Buffalo. what okay that anyway a, that was a head scratching one anyway for sure um but yes I think you get a guy that they that uh Katie when we were listening to Lane Vigneault spoke highly about his versatility that he can play all three positions in your forward group um so it allows Vigneault to do some different things try some different things uh, but yeah, he's already ha- he already has a career high fourteen goals. Uh, but yes, I-, I don't think either are the flashiest of players. Um, I thought they bring characteristics that the Flyers really targeted this past offseason, which was size. You know, hard on the forecheck, good in puck battles, uh, a north south style. So I think they fit Elaine Vigneault's system in terms of effort and controlling play. Um, but yeah, they're not gonna blow up the score sheet or anything. They're gonna yeah. give you what you need in in tighter minutes um, and play a role. Um, and I think that was a good thing. The Flyers, I think, have a lot of their roles already set. I think they just needed a little bit more depth and a little bit more insurance, and I think they got that. Um, I'll ask you this, too. I know a lot of fans are out there. They, I think they wanted to see a little something splash here. I think it's just natural trade deadline, Katie. Like you said, we're excited. Yeah. Who's going where? Did, did you, do you wish they maybe did something a little bit bigger to kind of no. get them into an, another realm? Or no. Are you happy where they are? I don't. Yeah. I don't think they needed to do anything else. I was maybe expecting some new in the when the first one came in, which we'll get into Nate Thompson. I was just like excited that a move happened. Right. I, not so much who it, I was just like, okay, they have something now. Right. Like, I always like the new the new kiddos, the new faces up in Absolutely. here. No, but um, anyway, yeah, happy that there wasn't any of the biggest splashiest moves that you're kind of nervous about. Okay, what what's this gonna do? And Chuck Fletcher, I've known him. I, I've seen what his work was in Minnesota. This is a GM that has experience in this and he's a great GM in my, at least in my opinion. Um, and I think he did it the right way. And I completely agree with him. Something you said with uh, Elaine Vino, these two guys fit into the system that would go by Elaine Vino, just being that flexible player hard on the four check and everything like that. Focusing on Derek Grant, I think he's also a player that fits into Michelle Terrian's system. Michelle Terrian yeah. very um, focused on that penalty kill. And Derek Grant, great penalty kill player. Yeah, uh, Chuck Fletcher called him an elite penalty killer. So uh, you really helped your PK. Um, he, he can even play. He was playing some power play with Anaheim, right. too. So so what does that do, like, Jordan? Yeah, I don't know if they'll – I really don't think they're going to play him on the power play. I think they'll play him on the PK, and he's a good face Especially the way the power play has been doing as of late. Yes. Don't and switch it up if it's working. It, agreed. And I think they already have a lot of talent there on those two units. Um, but Derek Grant did say on a conference call today that – uh, he takes pride in a lot of his de- defensive zone starts, so he, you know, he takes pride in 
getting face-offs in the defensive zone and then obviously shifting the puck uh, back up north. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's really going to help on your PK. And just, yeah, the areas that maybe fans don't get super excited about, but they're really important to a contending team looking to improve at the margins. And I think they got better at the margins. Um, and I agree. I think Nate Thompson wasn't the most exciting addition. Um, I think he's a guy that's going to be asked a little bit less yeah. of. Derek Grant, though, I think is a really exciting addition. He has 14 goals. He's projected to finish with 20. Yeah. Um, and he only cost you $700,000. And he's, you know, if, if you like only, him. By only, by the way, yes. make sure you say only again. Only. only exactly. Like, like, that's no big deal to us. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, come off season, if, you know, say he blew you away, then maybe you can talk about resigning him or you can it's let him walk. the beauty of the trade deadline. Yes. It's like, it's, well, not really beauty. Like sometimes it's a little like, what just right. happened? Right. Um, but at the same time, it's not forever at some point, you know, you can right. figure things out. Just a little rental for right. now. You know, if your team isn't doing well, then all right, come on over to the caps. Come on over to the flyers. Exactly. It's great. And props to Derek Grant. He was obviously in a contract year and he's having the best career, uh, the best year of his career. Production wise too. Yeah. Kind of been a journeyman a little bit. Uh, and yeah, he's on pace. Kind of. A, what was it? I was yeah, looking up like six different seven team. Yeah. This is a seventh. And NHL Nate Thompson, team. it's, I think his in sixth. his seven year career. Yeah. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Nate Thompson, let's get into that. So y you talk to a guy that, so with Derek Grant, he has the scoring abilities. He's having one of his best career seasons with 14 goals. Um, Nate Thompson doesn't really have those same numbers. Uh, Derek Grant, 29 years old. Nate Thompson, a 35-year-old um, centerman. Again, same left shot. Uh, but, yeah, 13-year career. So yeah. he's kind of double from Derek Grant. Um, what did you take away? But doesn't have those same numbers. Yeah, sorry. What did you – we were there uh, today in Voorhees. He had a conference call today yeah. with all of us. Um, what did you take away? I thought he sounded like a very selfless guy that was ready right. to come in and just really help. Yeah, I love that because I want to ask you the same thing. My perception of that call, um, you you hear the same things. I, I kind of you expect players to say excited to join an organization, but how much Nate Thompson knew about the Flyers just with like, and I, I believe Derek Grant said he heard from numerous friends about the Philadelphia Flyers. The organization was great, and yep. sometimes it's that word of mouth. Uh, for Nate Thompson, it was different. He just he was so in tune, and of course, when you're playing in the league, you know who the good teams are, and you've played them. Montreal was here, or Mon we've played Montreal, or Flyers have played Montreal. But with Nate Thompson, how excited he was to be a part of this run that he's seeing with the Flyers. Um, just his, uh, I can't really go back because I didn't quote it, but I still remember it just from earlier this morning hearing him talk. He was so specific on what he was excited to come here for, helping yeah. out in different ways, and. Um, it was just so team focused and, and in my head I'm like this is a guy that isn't messing around he really has been in the league this is his 13th NHL season and he really wants to be a part of a winning team that um, has a good potential at a, a good playoff run this season I really liked it I liked that eager sort of tone in his voice that yeah. he's and of course I mean Philadelphia's great who doesn't want yeah, to come here so I would expect him to be eager to get over here but yeah, um, yeah. A player that you're not going to have – well, who knows? Right now he doesn't have the biggest production as a center. Um, and, again, who knows where he's going to fit into this lineup. We'll get into that. But it was great to hear how eager he was. I don't know. What you? What was your take? I agree. I, I thought he was a guy that was just very eager to come here and do whatever is asked of him. And a guy that's not going to ruffle feathers. He's he not probably gonna... was like, you know what? Jordan Hall is the NBC Sports Philadelphia beat. Like, I need to get there, and I he, hope I can meet he him He really clearly wanted to meet me as we spoke to him on the phone. <laughs> 
Um, Nate Thompson, Jordan Hall. Uh, yes. <laughs> nice to meet you via phone. Via phone. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. No, as but we for real, I guarantee you he's going to be fired up to be interviewed by you. Yeah, I, I, I know, but he's anxious to hear your keys to the game. Which What's going to be the, are you going to give him a good handshake? I don't know what I'm going to do. I think handshake. I'm going to give him like a. Maybe like one of those. And then, yeah, the dabs. Little dab. Yes. And he's going to be like. Okay. No, I'm kidding. When it's, I think your first, we question, are very professional, but we have fun. And I think your first question will be the importance of getting pucks, pucks deep. deep where's pucks that? on the net. Like, where's your, where's, where's your head your at with that? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, We're no. annoying. Yes. Okay, continue. But no, I'm I thought uh, exactly what you said. I thought it's a guy that's not going to ruffle feathers, and he's, um, you know, he's 35 years old, and I think he was, just, I think he's happy to enjoy to join a contender. I think a lot of guys just want to be in competitive playoff races and when you're not in one it's kind of tough to probably get up for games um I think this guy's coming to a big market uh a team that's there and ready to contend uh and I think that excites him and I think he knows yeah I'm ready to do whatever is asked of me and uh, I think that's what the Flyers want to do. And you know what he probably factors in? A lot of these guys, specifically him and Derek Grant today, they're probably like, those Flyers fans are absolutely crazy, and I want to yeah. be a part of that. Absolutely. Like, you this know, fan Grant base is, is hard to beat, and he's coming from the Canadians, so another big fan base, but yeah. a fan base that's passionate here in Philadelphia, right? I mean, you got to think about that, too. No, and you, I think we asked both guys. Um, we asked both of them about just what they maybe had known about the Flyers or the history of the organization, and both of them said, like, Oh yeah, you know the heart. Like they're hard to play against. They're physical. The city's passionate about the hockey team. Uh, I that was like right on the top of their minds, and I thought that um, really said a lot about what they know about this city. And clearly, they're excited. I think they see. You know, they've been to Philly, and they probably know the fans. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure that gets them going too. So, uh, I think yeah, two very valuable depth additions that I know aren't the sexiest of moves for some fans, but I, I think. They could really help. And th- and now, again, they just have more flexibility. Yeah, and that is the quote of the day, definitely. That they just give more flexibility. So going back to Derek Grant, talked about you know the penalty kill emphasis with that player that was mentioned today from Chuck Fletcher. Something with Nate Thompson that was a popular you know topic about this specific player because, again, four goals, 10 assists, and, and for 14 points in 63 games isn't that flashy for a center. And right. Again, we'll, we'll probably see him in the bottom six, but – uh, Nate Thompson's focus has really been faceoffs. Am I right? I mean, another, and you have the Flyers that are a great faceoff team in the league. Um, for Nate Thompson to sort of add into that will definitely be a benefit. Something interesting, and you were there to hear it. He's a left shot, but he's great on the right side. Yes, I believe I heard that. I would have to double check that, but I'm Especially pretty in sure. Especially in faceoffs. Yeah, I believe Chuck Fletcher did say. That, um, and it's unusual anyway. to see. So he yeah. could certainly be helping in different situations for that. And um, I, th- I think you're right, Katie. I think they were trying to alleviate some of Claude Drew's work. One, on the PK. He does play some PK. I yeah, think that's what it was. They're going to ask him to do a little less there. He obviously takes – they take draws on the PK because draws are crucial on the PK. So I think it's you're going to ask Claude Drew to do a little bit less, which is a good thing. Like, you know, you don't want to burn him out. He hasn't – I think he's played every single game, I think, going back until, like, 2016, 17. I would have to double-check that, but guys played a lot of games. Wait, um, what are you saying? They're going to pull him out of the lineup? No, I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh, play- Jordan. I don't think he's missed a game, I think, until, I think, going back well, to right, 2015. Well, right, him and Provrover, like the Iron Man. Yes. Yeah, but so to, to, I thought you were just saying, yeah, pull, you know, give him a little and break. And maybe put G up in the press box, <laughs> put Thompson on your first line left wing. No. Uh, <laughs> I need a so, water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, okay. I think uh, asking some of your guys like Sean Gatoria and Claude Giroux to do a little bit less, I, I, know I, I think is a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
because uh, you already asked them to do a ton, and uh, yeah, you don't want them wearing down as the games get bigger. And if you're trying to make a playoff run, like you want these guys, I think we've seen the Flyers go into some of their latest uh, first round series where they were playing such hard hockey just to get in, and yeah. then when they got in these series against big big boy teams, like they were they weren't their freshest. And now maybe this, this allows them to be be fresher. Hopefully, if they make the playoffs. And and what about the um sort of what's the, the vibe can I say the vibe it's a sure. vibe it's a, it's a vibe. vibe yeah they it's, they weren't playing that in the locker yeah, room but that's how not. I felt because again going back to the media relaying the news to these guys getting off the ice they don't have their like their uh, phones and their breezers or uh, sorry you guys call them hockey pants out here hockey in the pants, east. Katie. I don't know how hockey but pants. they don't have their I'm gonna call them breezers I'm saying by that they don't Go have their it. phones and their breezers and refreshing twitter so they yeah. get off the ice we're telling them and they're sort of reacting straight in front of us. Uh, you know, a couple that really stood out was Kevin Hayes and, and Sean Couturier today. And these players really seemed um, that they wanted some new guy. Like, they wanted something to change. And they felt like, or I sort of perceived it like there might be, you know, some frustration. Not frustrations, because you like what you have. You didn't want too much to change. But it sort of seemed like the players were on the same page with the, the front office. Like, they needed some extra guys, some extra helpers. And they were sort of expecting a little change in the locker room just from what we heard from Kevin Hayes like super high respect for Nate Thompson know these players they play against him in the league yeah. but just their reactions organically in front of us were pretty cool to just see really that they were pretty excited to have two new uh, personalities in the locker room and the biggest thing is that they understand how solid and how unique their chemistry is right now and how excited even Kevin Hayes saying yeah we'll just catch them up to speed and yeah. show them how we do it around here yeah exactly Baby. They, yeah <laughs> I'm kidding. You didn't say that. No, he did not. I'm but getting no, weird. But kind of. Uh, no, yeah. They, yeah, call me Hollywood, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Did he say that today? No, his name is Hollywood. It is. He probably But I could see him like, getting a little hip, like, what's up, baby? Yeah. <laughs> call me Hollywood. Um, no, nope, He'll probably like tell that. the new guys, like, yo, call me Hollywood. Like, if you don't, if you, you don't, might be in the press uh, yeah, you're not getting signed <laughs> again. So no. I decide everything. Yeah, I thought the guys <laughs> were, like, very open to the additions and. For a guy like Sean Couturier, who's been here, you know, since he was 19, uh, especially last season, they saw a lot of subtraction, and I think you could see it in his voice or hear it in his voice. You could see it on, on his face yeah. that it was refreshing to see them making additions. You know, they're they're trying to get better, and they're in a playoff race, and they're looking to win. So I think that was refreshing for a guy like him. And he, yeah, he definitely knew of Derek Grant, Nate Thompson, how they're physical, good size, tough to play against, and I think a guy like Couturier, who's typically that same type of uh, mantra. I think he was excited to hear about uh, adding those guys. And Kevin Hayes the same way, a big center who knew that they were getting uh, a few quality guys that could help down and the middle. And they were getting pucks deep. I and thought that's where you're going with that. Pucks I was deep. actually waiting for you to yes. just knew he was coming in and yeah. knew they were getting pucks deep, which I really have lately. Um, but, and if you saw them come off the ice, or if, you, if they come off the ice and say they see that they made a huge, huge move, Maybe at first. Sean Couturier, you're out. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. You're out. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, and where? You're going to Edmonton. Yes. <laughs> we traded you for Connor McDavid. Oh, my God. He'd probably be like, hey, respect. Like, <laughs> oh I got you guys Connor McDavid. Like, time to go to Edmonton. All right. No. But no, like maybe they, they see that and they're like, wow, we got who and we lost who. Yeah, maybe I know that's exactly where, what you, mean. you know, they're taken aback and they're like, wow. Whereas, no, this was, uh, it was all positive. I thought positive vibes in the locker room that. Uh, we got some role guys, and I think you know we can fit these guys in. It doesn't shake us up too much. And overall um, positive, by the way, because yes. there still is sort of some guys that are like, "What does this mean?" Yeah, Where Connor Bonham, we chatted with him, and he was walking out the door, and it, essentially walking out the door for 
possibly the final time uh, this season, at least. Uh, and Joel Farabee, we did not know he was loaned to Lehigh yet while we were in the locker room. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, that's another guy that was a young player who we thought was playing well, and his role changes. But hopefully he goes down motivated and wants to get back here. And I'm sure that was the message relayed to him yeah. from management that, hey, go down, work hard, and there's a good chance you'll be back. With that being said, so Bunneman and Farabee um, – Move down, as you said. Uh, let's look at the projected lineup. And I, like that, I, I sort of sketched it out because I'm getting in my head thinking about, okay, maybe what would this look like? Because you have Derek Grant, who's a center, Thompson, who's a center, but both of them sort of play around. Thompson's more so a center. Um, but Derek Grant, I believe, is able to play on the wing or you yeah. can move him around a little bit more. So you have your uh, your Giroux, your Couturier, Voracek in the first line, correct? Yes. And then we would probably see things stay the same with the second line. We're not going to see any movements of Thompson and Grant up in the first two lines. I think no. we can both agree to that. So, yes. um, And again, this is just a projected what maybe we're guessing, but no. this isn't – we're not – This is great. People love We this don't debate. have an earpiece with Elaine Vigneault. We don't yes. really – he probably wouldn't tell us anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, – then you got JVR, Kevin Hayes, and Travis Konechny on the second, potentially. Standard, I think, yeah, absolutely. So the bottom six, in when you saw these names added, we knew it would be the bottom six that are affected. So yep. you mentioned earlier with Thompson um, on that fourth line, you're thinking, centering uh, Nicholas Obey-Cubell, but who's on who's on the left side? Is it going to be Raffle, or are we going to see Grant or – Maybe this is completely off. Is this just... No, I think what you have is great. I think Michael Raffle will probably be on your thir third... Uh, I'm sorry, fourth line. I oh, believe. fourth. Okay. I believe he'll be on your fourth line wing with Thompson in the middle and Nicholas Albay-Kubel on the right. And then I think what we heard from Elaine Vigneault today, it sounded like he was pretty open to playing Derek Grant right now on the in wing. This, oh, okay, but he could potentially he move could to play center, center. And we Latin asked him that, Katie, and you remember he... I think he said like... I don't know right now. I want to get these guys in first, and well, then right. we'll see. Well, right. You got to even know. Like, hey, let me just shake his hand and say hi, and right. then I'll let you know where he's right. playing. But Scott Lawton's playing really, really well down the middle on the third line. just had two goals last game. How do you move this guy away? Right. So, so I, I mean, he would stay there, I right? I think Lawton will stay as your third-line center. I think Derek Grant will play third-line wing, and then you have Pitlick on third-line wing, right too. Right side, yeah. That gives you a really hardworking, uh, big-body line that I think is going to really make it tough on some of the team's better lines and give you advantages up top uh, when your big guys get back on the ice. Um, but you, you can definitely interchange Lawton and Derek Grant. Yeah. I think uh, if Nate Thompson or if you need uh, some offense, maybe you call back up Joel Farabee and Nate yep. Thompson could possibly sit. Um, I think things could change. But right now, I think that's exactly how I think it's going to shake out, at least for the first few games. Uh, they'll have Grant on the wing, and they really liked his versatility. That's what they really liked about him was okay. that he could play at different positions. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Um, yeah. I was just going to say it just popped in my head. Like, the beginning of the season, such a popular topic was this youth movement. Yeah. So many young players. We saw Morgan Frostfair be up here all at the same time, and you have Obey Bell. You have all these rookies and also just younger players. And, I mean, we'll stick with forwards, but, of course, if defensemen, your Phil Myers and your Sandheim and your younger guys, Provorov even isn't that old, but – Still kind of younger, but not yeah. so much in that youth movement. But so many young players. And now we're seeing, if, again, focusing on the forwards here, and even Carter Hart adds to the youth movement, but we're going to focus on the forwards. It's such an older older depth now that we're seeing. It, when you add in Derek Grant and Nate Thompson, you have guys almost you know 30 years old and older. Um, I'm really anxious, Katie. It's pretty different. To, it is, and I'm really anxious to see the fan reaction if they lose a few games with this new look lineup, because I think a lot of fans will quickly revert to uh, 
what the heck? Like we were free we were therapy. Going, we were going well. It's free therapy. Free therapy. Gonna be like, why did we change it? Like everything was good. Yeah. And I think they will have a point there. I think like you were, like I think fans were getting what they want. They were seeing young players play, which is exciting. Uh, and then things were going well. The youth um, is important to this team, though. We know that it is, and I don't think Ch- Fletcher, I don't think Chuck Fletcher's getting away from that. Right? I really no, don't. He, he said that today too. I mean, they're right. not trying to just do a trade and but and the fact just is, for the trade deadline. Right. The fact is, you're playing. Uh, you have 20 games left, and you had 12 healthy forwards, and a lot of them were really young, getting their first experience at this level. Mm-hmm. Like that's a dangerous, dangerous proposition to go for with just that. Now they have two guys that. You know, you test out, you see how things go, and then, you know, you hope it works, you hope that they gel, and that if they don't, then you can start mixing in your youth again, yeah. and you find the right mix. They did, again, just back, we keep going back to flexibility insurance, but I think they have that now. And why wouldn't um, you want that for your team? Right, you I know? think you have to try that. As much as I like Joel Ferry and Connor Bunneman um, and Nicholas Albe-Kubel, um, I think you had to do something. I think if you moved forward with just this, you're really taking a big risk. Um, right. So, no, I, I think the Flyers did some good things. I, w- I am just so really anxious to see the fans and how they react yeah, to it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's always fun. Because if they come out, great. you know, they have two more home games, uh, you know, first with San Jose on Tuesday and then and with the New York, I believe, came yeah. on Friday. Friday, yep. So, gosh, if they come out and things don't start well right away, I could totally see I don't fans. Think, I don't think we're going to see that, Jordan. No. Come on. I know. Come stay on. Positive, stay positive, but. We are going to have uh, – the same team that we've been seeing is, but yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know these guys. I don't know if they're going to change anything as much, but of course, you know that Chuck Fletcher, Lane Vino, they, they look into these things. They, you know, they figure these are great players to be adding to your locker room. We heard the comments from the guys before, and that's, that would be my only concern. I don't think players of this caliber, they're older. Yes. They don't have like the biggest production, you know, excluding Derek Grant's goal season, but I don't think that you're going to be having some derailment of your, you know, progress and your success so far, just adding two older depth players. Um, I wanted to go back to this because I just remembered you asked me if I was expecting a bigger splash from this team. What were you expecting? Because I wasn't. No, I'm, I'm with you. I was not either. I really... You're not supposed to agree with me, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> I disagree. Disagree. <laughs> disagree. You are dumb. You're no. yelling. You're oh, yelling. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I have to agree. Uh, I really was not expected. Just with their cap situation, with how much they like their future in terms of draft picks, prospects, um, and then how much money they had to use. Um, and I, yeah, they, I don't think they were really at a point where they were one player away from also being a slam dunk uh, Stanley Cup contender. I still think they believe they can make a, a, that type of run. Yeah. Uh, but they did so by really not mortgaging or hurting their future at all. They didn't block any prospects next season. Um, they just got better, and they did so with how they could, uh, and they lost so little. So I, I was expecting something very similar. I actually really liked Derek Grant kind of going into the deadline. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see them get him. I'll be brutally honest. I did not know much about Nate Thompson at all, but uh, looking at his pedigree. <laughs> Showing we on looking... my dad, too. My dad goes, who's Nate Thompson? Right, I think you and, and I thought I he was talking like... about someone from college. Or so. I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Not sure. But uh, no, and check. once I figured he was talking in the NHL trade deadline, I was like, oh, Nate Thompson, yes. yes. But so, I just didn't really – it was funny. Yeah. It's it's the same sort of, who is that? But right. hopefully, guys, maybe he'll make his name here. I mean, I'm not I'm not assuming that. But and for some in a different way. You yes. know, he can certainly add that flexibility. And, um, again, the depth is all they, they worried about. Jordan, what if it was a different position? Like, what if there really wasn't a – I go back to what I said earlier with the success of the season. 
what if like what if the Flyers are literally clawing at this and again it's going to be competitive a race to the finish for the playoffs like I like to mention a traffic jam in the eastern standings forever until the final regular season game but what if like what if they're just trying so hard to make the make a a push and it was more, more maybe severe circumstance where the Flyers needed a score like nothing was happening they weren't getting like the positive defensive contributions that they've been having. The defense has been stepping up. What if, like, what yeah. if it was a desperate trade deadline for the Flyers? Yeah, no. Say they're, like they're smack dab on the bubble. Say they're like a middle of the score, middle of the pack, like goal scoring club. Then yeah, maybe you were like, maybe you're pissed off that they didn't. I'm not go saying out. Detroit Red Wings. No season, but, but yeah, like you're literally, right. like you said, like right on the cusp, and you got to get over <laughs> that like that edge. Then I probably would have been mad that they didn't go out and get a more bona fide goal scorer, a guy that's going to come in and really impact you offensively. But I don't think they needed that. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you there. I, th- I don't think they needed that. Jordan, if you agree with me one more time. Katie, you are very smart. <laughs> and I like all your hockey opinions. But And my jokes are hilarious. Yes, and you're funny. And before we get into that joke of the day, oh, I will I actually say this. I have to figure out what it is. Yeah, <clears throat> while, you, while you find that joke, <laughs> I'll say this too once more. For a lot of fans that maybe weren't thrilled with the names, if you look at the Flyers' offseason, they didn't really get big names either. Uh, not many people knew who the heck Tyler Pitlick was. I think a lot of people saw hey, Justin. Hey, now. I did, yes, okay. Yes, you did. You did. No, uh, But Justin Braun, Tyler Pitlick, these guys have been really valuable, and the Flyers did not do a whole lot to get them, and they've been huge. Tyler Pitlick's been a great bottom six addition. He's done more than I think anyone imagined he would. Justin Braun's been really good down the stretch. I looked it up the other day. That guy's got 14 points and a plus 14 rating in his last 19 games. Like, that's not an offensive. That's a third-pair defenseman, and he's been excellent. Uh, Kevin Hayes has been great, and he wasn't a guy with real big-time offensive numbers yet, and he's been great. Matt Niskanen, again, a defenseman that was coming off a so-so year where you thought that was getting older. Like, those were four additions that didn't blow, uh, you know, knock down the water, blow, blow you out of the water, but... All four have been really good, and it made this trade deadline a lot easier, I think, for Chuck Fletcher. So I think we all just need to be patient with some of the work that Chuck Fletcher did at the trade deadline. Maybe some of the Metro teams did more in terms of big names, but they also sacrificed a lot, and we'll see how those guys uh, get incorporated into their lineups. But I think there's no reason Flyers fans should not like where this team is and what they did at the deadline. Yeah, how do you – okay, I will say at the beginning of the season, I'm going to just give myself a little pat on the back. I mean, it's not over yet. Please give yourself a pat on the back. But I did say they would finish top three in the Metro. You did. We have a predictions article. And I would just like to put that out there right now as their top three in the Metro for the last couple of games. Katie, and you can reference that predictions article. If anyone wants to test you on that, they can go to that article and see your prediction. Where is it? It's online. I know it's online, but is there some, like – just we would have to resurface it 20, on the website. 2019, 2020 Flyers predictions, yes. essentially, on the NBC Sports Philadelphia the Flyers like tab. Fearless Forecast Flyers predictions. Right, it was if something like Google that. Google that, you will find Katie's prediction. And I just got here. I was like, and oh, she- boy, I hope uh, fans aren't too upset with my optimism with this team, but we're going to put it out no. there because I am optimistic about this Flyers team, and I still am. You're right. It's right. a great position. And so far, you've been right, so you should brag about I that. I said 99 points at the end of the season. Don't worry, fans. And they're all knocking on the Knocking on the table 100, now. So. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, but, yeah, I won't take any credit for it or anything. But no. I did say that uh, they would be in a good position. You're right. Great position for them right now. Again, I, I go back to what I said on the last pod about 
that Columbus win to seal the deal to finish that season sweep against them mattered a lot. You said it was the most important game. Yeah. For me, it was the following games after that. We saw them take care of the Winnipeg Jets. Um, and now, again, you just mentioned the San Jose Sharks in town tomorrow, which is um, going to be Tuesday. This podcast, we're on Monday. So tomorrow, uh, February 25th. Anyway, yes. uh, but yeah, that, again, a, a big test to just finish out this month on a high note. And I think if they continue on, I think it's a, gr- a great position for them to be. Of, co- of course, it's a great position for them to be in. But one big concern probably is just the way that we hear after the last couple of games, they're not really that impressive, but they've gotten the win. So it's kind of like, how long does that sort of work for you? Sure. And is that going to work against the fifth worst team in the league, the San Jose Sharks yeah. tomorrow? And team, um, can I ask you if you're worried about this one team that's kind of popped up on my radar a little bit, but the Rangers, they, no. they're not as bad as people think. They traded Sh- Brady Shea, Jordan. You're not, you, they're not. You're not worried about them. I know, no. Because you know, that they they're would, a rival. They, they but, would have, going into today, they would have the first wild card spot in the West. And I know the West is bad, but I don't know. They have to, the Flyers have to play them three more times. It's hard for me to think of them being like, I don't know. I agree with you. But you are right. It always, like, that kind of team always gets in the head of the Flyers. And it just, who knows right. what we're going to see a out there. A divisional opponent that has some pride left. They've got a really good player, obviously, in Artemi, Artemi uh, Panarin. He's all right, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> so, no. I, yeah. But uh, that... They have uh, a lot of threats. That speaks to what you were saying is like of uh, not overlooking teams and how important these games are coming up. You're absolutely right, right. I think. And, um, and it, it'll just say a lot to Three too. more against New York. You just got to keep, and I say steady, Eddie, but you want, and then some. Like you obviously want to transcend above each game, but right. you can't be sinking to a level of no. the Sharks and then coming back and then going back down and then playing the Caps. And it just needs to be focused. And this team knows that. They've proven it. Hasn't been the most impressive play, but they've gotten the win every the last three. So that's been their longest win streak since December, I believe. Yeah. So n- nothing that I'm going to argue with that. I mean, sure. it's a great thing. But going back to your your point about the Columbus Blue Jackets game four, I'm going to say that finishing out the rest of this month is really going to decide where they're going to be. It's very true. Like those games are going to be huge. And credit to the Flyers, a lot of times like, they'll come out like after a game when, when they maybe got blown out and we always get mad because they're like, well, we don't, I don't think we played that poorly. And we're like, are you kidding me? Like you lost by four goals. Do they, you say that? Do you look at them? Just look up at them on their skates and be like, sometimes if it's like in a row, if it's a row game, obviously uh, I'm not always there. I cannot but, see that Jordan. But in a away game, sometimes I will kind of like, I'll definitely leave there and I'll, I'll write about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't say, just to, their say face. to their face. Like, I could just see BS. they're on their skates and you're just like, yeah. talk, hey, listen up. Why didn't you do this? Right. <laughs> I wouldn't. But I definitely. But you're too nice to do something like I that. Am. So. Um, and I am. And I respect those guys. But I will leave and say, like, really, like, you know, I, you know, you expect a little bit better. That? Yeah. But they will say that after wins, like uh, after these most recent wins, they, they were honest and said, like, you know what? The score is not really indicative of how we play. We did, definitely didn't play that well. And we got to be better next time. So I will definitely give them credit to that. They will be honest, win or lose. Uh, no matter what the score is. So, um, but I believe we're about to laugh soon. Hey, there you go. Are you ready for the joke of the day? Jordan, I love that segue. That's a good segue. But I believe it? we're about to laugh soon. Hey, that's my Because I'm my always cue. looking to laugh at your jokes. Everyone, I know you tuned in not for trade deadline news, but for uh, my yes. joke of the day. So thank you for waiting this long. Yes. Here we go. <clears throat> wait, I thought I had this. Okay, wait. Um, what goalie can jump higher than a crossbar? Can't say I know. All of them. Crossbars can't jump. <laughs> I don't get it. Do you? All of them. 
What goalie can jump higher than a crossbar? Every goalie can jump higher than a crossbar because a crossbar can't jump. I see what you did there. I I really like you a lot. You're a great person, but, but you need to laugh at my joke. It doesn't make any sense. All right. On that note. I get it. That was hilarious, and I loved it. You guys, some of these are just going to be awesome like that one was and some of them are going to be even more awesome so sometimes like you're not going to have your best gamer but you still need to get two points what the I thought, heck are you trying to say to me but right i now? thought that joke still got us two points i feel like that was my best game <laughs> all right on that note yes. <laughs> but fun you guys, talking i'm traits. kidding okay i love jordan jordan yes. and i great friends love you too say it back love you too <laughs> that was our handshake all right this is getting weird yes it is like, Just like usual. the usual Whenever, yeah, the trade deadline was weird, but it you know what? Weird. We got it weird. will all come out to. Um, I said play, but like come out to explain Not. itself tomorrow on the ice. Yes. We will see how this all uh, is able to piece together. Even if we'll, we'll see if there's even a morning skate before this game, it'll all be answered. I anticipate there being a morning skate. I think both those guys will be there. And I hopefully... know. Could you imagine just like showing? I mean, this has happened before. It's very common with sports to just like go play for the other team and then they just get on the ice in a game yeah. and you've never practiced like you just no met practice. like all of them and you're like okay now we're gonna yeah. play together get out there but anyway uh we'll anticipate a morning skate essentially or maybe and we'll also anticipate maybe a great game for these two new acquisitions adding yeah. some depth for the flyers so It'll be fun to watch katie i'm looking forward to it you know what i'm just and looking forward to your great articles and yeah, i'm looking forward serious. to your amazing pregame live telling us all <clears throat> about these two new additions and what it means for the fly guys wow. right guys wow guys this has been a very complimentary complimentary for, for katie's pregame how mod. do you say that complimentary who like are you with tomorrow, giving compliments i am with al Morganti and chris Terrian. Oh, that's a hot my show. guys yep we're gonna have some fun a, a lot show. of trade uh like we just did now we'll update some of that and uh, have a great pre and post game show per usual hopefully the Absolutely. flyers have a great game for us to cover anyway let's go thank you jordan this has been great. Uh, thank you for listening to the Flyers Talk podcast. We'll see you next time. I'm Katie Emmer. I am Jordan Hall. Uh, rate us, subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll talk to you next time. Keep getting pucks, Steve. On life. Out like a light. Hey, uh, like a light. Slept through the flight. 767 on the bump like an old. Hey, yo.